Hey, sexy people, this is Derek Van Otten, or also known as DVO, the host of The DVO Show, and on this episode, I bring on Vu and Veth, who owns Veth's Beef Jerky. I think you can guess from the name, it's a jerky company, but it is some damn good jerky. He takes a different approach of how they make and marinate and serve their jerky, and he got it all from his mama which I love that. So listen in as, as Vuen joins me and we talk all sorts of topics from topics from food to business to family um, and other fun things. So I hope you guys enjoy another episode. Again, you can listen to the episode on all sorts of podcast platforms from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, you name it, I'm sure it's on it, plus I record every, well, almost every episode and put it on my YouTube channel, which you can just find at Derek Van Otten. So, enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the DVO Show. I am DVO Derek Van Otten, and I'm here with Vuen Veth. How you doing, Vuen? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. We're doing great. Now, uh, we're going to talk a little bit, kind of get to know you, talk about your product. Okay. But real quick, um, if you guys listen to my other podcast with my brother, Buko Boys, we actually had Vuen sponsor one episode with his jerky, Veth's Jerky. And we actually kind of tried all the different flavors. And man, were they good, man. Oh, thank you. Thank they you. They are so good. <laughs> I my, like it. One of my favorites was... For my brother, you couldn't handle it, but it was a spicy one. <laughs> oh, the hot one. The hot one. Oh, man, that's, it's, it's one of my favorite. It's, uh, How, do you handle it okay? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I've been in, in Utah, so not too much, but you yeah. know, it's, it's pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was really good uh, because the jerky is a very different style. I know we'll get into that a little bit later. It's a different style of jerky. Uh, they were super good. They were very, this is, this is the problem I had with them. I told, I said on the podcast, my problem with them is that it's like, when you start eating it, like you don't stop. That's my right. problem, right? Yes. It's like, cause they have like a crunch to it. And I'm right. like, oh man, I just keep popping them and popping them. <laughs> it's like chips, you know, it's this very it is. thing. So you just, but yeah, great protein. So very, yeah, you're yeah. right about that. Good protein. Now you just also came off of FitCon. Right. I follow you on Instagram and Facebook. Seems like you had a ton of people at your booth. Oh, definitely. How was that? Was that your first FitCon experience? Yes, yes. How, how, how was it? How did you like that? It was great. I mean, they the, the community loved on us, and um, you know, and they they loved the product, and they continue to buy. So just like you said, it's a good protein source, right? Exactly. It's so, good for them after you know post workout stuff like that. So exactly. That's a good snack, yeah. So. so tell me first, kind of, how did you get into it? What made you get into the business of of, of jerky? Well, um, it's my mom recipe, you know. Oh, and, um, where's your mom from? Cambodia. Cambodia, okay. Yeah. So she brought that over here, and um, you know, she gave me the blessing, and I was like, "All right, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try." Nice. So we, you know, tried it out for the you know, the last two years. Now, was the recipe like the marinade? Is that what you mean? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, did she? How did she do her meats? Did she do it? Oh, thin? she she cut it really thin. Oh, you know? and, and that's how we. We've been doing it ever since, so. Aha, yeah, okay. So it's really good, and you know, um, she gave me that blessing, and um, we 
sample it out to friends and family uh-huh. and they loved it and then we started you know just selling it to everybody and then nice like, everyone loved it so we decided to go legit um this year 2019 and um you know it's been a, a roller coaster ever since so that's awesome and just thinking about it when you slice it thin when you cook it you're actually gonna melt a lot of that fat Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's um. Well, our our meats is really lean as well. Uh-huh. You know, so um, the fat's really not there. We cut out the fat. Oh, gotcha. We trim it, so we just. Oh, so you already trim it already? Oh yeah, definitely. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so you're basically just getting high protein, high octane. Right. Exactly. As you consume it, basically. Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. I like <laughs> that. I like that. Now, is this your first business expenditure? Yes. Yes. All right, expenditure. I should say. How did you? kind of get that mindset like where did that come from to think hey like I'm going to get into the jerky business you know I mean which I, is a good business I love that yeah. idea, to be honest <laughs> you know I mean a lot of jerky out there is you know it's the thick and chewy type and, yes you know I love jerky and you're like you know what? I love jerky yeah. too. I could easily go through a bag of jerky yeah definitely <laughs> especially like on a road definitely. trip yeah or like at a picnic like I got on a at the beach I'm going through a bag myself oh yeah <laughs> and my mom had a you know a very unique style uh-huh and I was like okay we can we can do this you're right about that I've never seen it before yeah never like that thin crispy jerky never seen it before right and it's like well you know the market needs this right like, so I decided to you know to launch it and it's it's been it's been I mean a blessing to us and a blessing to our community so I feel like we need to, to persuade people's mind to get into mm-hmm. the thin and crispy jerky instead of the, yeah. the usual thick and chewy. So, Speaking of community, you just mentioned, I'm going to brag about this because you, you might not. I know that you're a humble guy. <laughs> uh, you were telling me that you also donate to CF, cystic fibrosis. Right. Tell me how you got into that and kind of tell me about the cause that, or your donations or things like that for it. Well, our friend uh, Dana, um, she has a... a a child um, with CF okay and um, she reached out to us and um, we decided my wife and I talked about it and we wanted to help her out and right you know the last two weeks um, we've been doing a fundraiser with our jerky you know half the profit goes towards CF and that's awesome man. yeah and you know and the community been loving on on us and on them you know to, to help out so, oh, we, that's so we, we appreciate that very much so yeah, I'm, and, and I want to introduce you, uh, on, on one of my previous podcasts, I had Chris Forbush on from Rune Oil and Coffee, and his son has CF, cystic fibrosis, and they also have a cause, and maybe I'll have to link you guys up, oh, and, sure, and they've, yeah. got, you know, they've got some great causes out there for that. It's, uh, it's, it's terrible, you know, it's, 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 it's an unfortunate disease. It really is, man. So that's, uh, that's very cool, man, because we were just talking as well before we started recording, how awesome it is to give back. Oh, definitely. That's 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 our company motto. I mean, we love to help others. We love to give back to our community. That's awesome. And that's, that's what we love to do, you know. You know, so. it think, you know, thinking growing up Christmas like my favorite part about cuz I love I love Christmas by the way. My favorite too, thing about too. it is giving the gifts and watching people open up right, their gifts, right, you know, like right. that, that's like my favorite part and there's nothing like the feeling of giving. Oh, definitely. It's it's you know, when when you give, I I feel grateful giving. You know, it's yeah. just like it's like it's it, it brings me joy, definitely. You know, to help people out that who have needs. You know, I mean, if I was in that situation, I would 
want help, you know, so. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, sure. Now, I saw you brought some samples. <laughs> I, want, I want to put them up to the camera. All right. So people are watching on YouTube, they can, they can kind of look at it. How many flavors do you guys have? So we have seven. Seven right flavors. Now. So I'm going to give you all of that right there. Oh, dude, awesome, man. <laughs> oh, all right, here's, here was my, here's one of my other favorites right here. Definitely. Roasted garlic. In fact, I'm going to link. Um, so in the description of this podcast, I'm going to link my YouTube video of where my brother and I actually sampled all these and, and gave our opinion on it. Um, so you got roasted garlic. So one of my favorites. Lemongrass. Yeah. Super good. Mild for people that can't handle the hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then medium as well. Black. Oh, black pepper and, uh, was really good too. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and the, and the honey glazed sriracha. I forgot about that one. That one was really oh, good. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the crowd favorite. I mean, we, we've been selling that like crazy. I is, is, this the, is this the most popular, the honey glaze? Definitely, yeah. Okay. Which is your favorite? Um, the roasted garlic, but that's yeah, my second. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but honey glaze is your second, that yeah, you're saying? Yeah. All yeah. right. The funny thing is, like, um, the honey glaze, I, I had an idea um, from my friend Yen. Uh-huh. So he's a, he's a big foodie. And... Um, you know, he, he goes out and he eats a lot of adventurous stuff, you know. Okay. And But he went to uh, this place called Yuena Brewing. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And they uh -huh. did some honey glaze, well, honey sriracha wings. And he, Ooh, he yeah. brought some over to his house. And I was like, wow, this is pretty good. I'm okay, so <laughs> obviously this is not your mom's recipe then. No, no. It's How do you come up with something like this? Um, just ideas um, from, like I said, friends and families. So you just grab, okay, I'm gonna grab some honey, grab some sriracha, right. and then mix it up mix in a bowl it, exactly. and throw it on and yeah. see how it goes. Yeah. A lot of trial and error? Um, yeah, definitely, okay. definitely. It's like a, a, you know, a science lab, you know, and just, you know, one, <laughs> two, three samples. Where, where's your science lab at then? <laughs> Salt Lake City. Um, All right, I want to yeah, go. I want to go in. Commercial kitchen <laughs> over there. So. Oh, awesome! So you got a commercial kitchen over there. Definitely. You're just kind of trying to mass produce it. Are you? Are you? Are you like having a hard time staying with demand? Uh, a little bit. I mean, this, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, by it, the way, it is. It is. But la lack of sleep, definitely. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm sure. That's awesome, man. And, oh, so you're labeling them as kind of beef chips. Right, right. I didn't realize that. Okay, so you're labeling yeah. them as beef chips. Because I know you got the hashtag Crave the Crunch. Right. Because um, it, it is addicting. <laughs> just, just so you guys that know. crunch, baby. It's, it's yeah. the warning. Here's the warning, right? They're addicting. They're so good. Um, now, on, on here, you've also labeled Utah's own sticker. Yeah, we... Uh, and I've seen, you, I've seen you on your... Sorry, to cut you off. Sorry, no, I've ahead. seen on your post... You get you did some photo things. You 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 seem very involved in Utah Zone, which is right. awesome. Right. Talk a bit a little bit about Utah Zone. How you got into it? What it means to you? Well, we want to be known um, for a, a Utah product, so we uh, linked up with Utah Zone, and um, you know they have been living on us and promoting our our products. So what they do um, for products throughout Utah, they they promote when you uh, link up with them. So okay, and that's all they. Uh, they do and they do a lot of other things too they do business seminars stuff like that to help you with your business oh i didn't know that yeah oh that's kind of cool so it's pretty awesome okay did they did they kind of help you when you were kind of getting started right yeah okay so they, they give they give a lot of in you know inputs for us did you go anywhere else as well as i kind of starting off like okay because not only are you going into business you're going into the food business right. and i'm sure there's laws or regulations or different things oh, i'm not definitely. sure i'm guessing oh yes there's, oh okay there is there okay. is a lot of red tape and you have to uh -huh. 
you know, get everything approved step by step, and it's just, it's, it's a process. <laughs> What's one of the biggest learning curves for you on this adventure right now? Oh man, just uh, the the admin side of it, you know, it's just, it's a lot of oh. paperwork, a lot. Oh, uh, you know, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's difficult for me, so I, I have my wife that handles that. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate for her to, 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 to manage that, so. That's awesome. Okay, I wanna go down that road a little bit. Your wife's involved. Right. So, she's your business partner? Um, yes. So. Awesome, I love that. My yeah. wife's my business partner oh, as well. Beautiful. So I love that, I'm a big believer in partnership. Um, yes. In fact, when I do, do things with her, I always hashtag partnership. Nice, um, nice. Tell me her thought process with you talking, hey, let's start a beef jerky, beef <laughs> chip company. You know, I mean, she's, I mean, she loves it. I mean, she, she grew up with it too. And, we were in college, you know, my mom's always making me batch for it. Oh, okay. Like so she loves the idea, she loves the product, so she's she's on board, you know. So she was she was always yeah. kind of snacking on it. Yeah. All right, okay, let me talk. Um, Mama, where's Mama today? Mama's at uh, in, in West Valley. Okay. She's at home taking care of uh, her grandkids. <laughs> so she's nice. retired, she's very, you know, very exhausted dealing with those kids. <laughs> but I'm yeah. sure. How, how, how is she like enjoying, is she saying, I want to know the feedback. Is she saying, all right, Vuen, this tastes really good, or you don't do it like me. Like, oh, I want to know, I want oh, know what man. she's saying. <laughs> you, you know, she, she likes the product, but it's, not, it's nothing like Mama's, you know? Yeah. Like hers is, <laughs> she criticizes is 10 you? times better than mine. Okay, A little okay. bit, a little bit. You, know, like, <laughs> oh, you got to put this, put that, you know, make it like my butt. I think you can't beat mama's already yeah you know regardless. That's awesome. yeah so did she help out at all did she give you some tips oh yeah she helps out i mean we get um our chili peppers from her actually she helps oh. out yeah she she grows in her backyard and she, oh i love yeah. hearing this okay so, she, so what, what kind of peppers is she growing thai chili peppers thai mm -hmm. chili so she grows in her backyard right and you go over there and just pick at them and uh, she, actually she pick it she dries it she grinds it for us so really yeah what do you put it in which one do you put it in uh, all of them so it's i mean really it's a okay it's a chili base um thai chili base so but the hot and the medium actually gets more of that so ah yeah, yeah. that's freaking awesome man <laughs> yeah, i love that and she also um helped me with the the lemongrass she, uh -huh. she grinds up the the um, recipe uh, for us as well. So okay. She's, she's working hard behind the scenes for us. Now, so. did she? Did, okay, growing up, did she just kind of make it one way all the time, or did she? Or did she kind of toy around with it, experiment? Um, one way, um, just our original mild, medium, and hot. So she'll spice it up um, I, for my dad, for my um, my siblings as well. So okay. we all love hot, and nice. she she does that, and it's just phenomenal just growing up. So how's your heat tolerance, spice tolerance? Uh, right now, I, I used to be a, like a nine, but now I'm like a five, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Wait, because you got married and had kids Exactly, yeah, married, got kids, <laughs> eating a lot of, uh, you know, American food. So. Okay, okay. Yeah. You need to try, did you see me and, me and my brother Dale's video of the Fuego Box Loco Coco no, Choco I, Challenge? No, I, I haven't, I haven't. You need to try this bar. Okay. And it's, uh, have you heard of it? No, no, not Okay, so, so Fuego Box, they are a subscription company. Okay. So you pay them, and they, like every month they send you like a new bottle of uh, hot sauce or something like that. Okay. And uh, they teamed up with this company called Puckerbutt Pepper Company. Okay. Puckerbutt <laughs> created the Carolina Reaper. Oh, wow. You know the Carolina Reaper? Yes, yes, definitely. It's the, it has the Guinness World Record for the spiciest pepper. Oh, man. Well, this guy created a new pepper 
called the Black Reaper. Oh man, that sounds yeah horrible. He doesn't even sell it yet. Like he, he it's not for sale yet. Okay. Um, what he did is he teamed up with Fuego Box. Okay. And so they take the pepper, they kind of dice it up, and then they they grind it up and take like little flakes, and then they put it into. I, this is how I think they do it. They put it into a mold, put some chocolate in it, and then it's just a little square bar, and you eat it. <laughs> and uh, it's supposed to be now the spiciest chocolate bar. Oh, wow. Um, so me and Dale did it, and I did okay. I think Dale almost died for a minute. <laughs> I bet. Um, <laughs> you kind of you see him on there. Kind of. It was no exaggeration. He okay. was really like... He was in pain. He's in pain. He was in pain. Oh, man. I was, I was, I was, I was holding it in. I, I could, I could take it. Okay. Uh, as soon as we stopped recording, he laid down, and he was like, "I don't feel good. I don't feel good." <laughs> he got up, and uh, he ended up throwing it up. And he goes, "That was terrible because it got spicy. Like it came back. Right. It just keeps going. <laughs> it huh? keeps going. Oh man." And he was just laying in bed, like yelling at his daughter to go bring him some milk. Um, oh, dude. That's anyway. It was funny. I, I posted that on our YouTube too. Uh, I like to see. I would like to see you do it. Maybe, maybe we should do it together. <laughs> you know, I yeah, I think we should. I, I think I would do it again. Yeah. They donate to uh, prostate cancer. Okay. Um, so every that's time awesome. you buy a bar, each bar is like twenty dollars, and they donate five of that to prostate cancer. Oh man, that's beautiful. Um, <laughs> so just to kind of bring it around the yeah. donations, but I just want to see uh, your your spice tolerance growing <laughs> up like that, because uh, Cambodian food is that is that normally hot, spicy? Yeah, it's a, it's it's normally that. I mean. Um, this is close to Thailand, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, so, and Thai is known for having really spicy food. Oh yeah, it's definitely um, on a spicier end. So, are you a foodie? A little bit. Oh yeah. Bit, okay. So. I, I definitely am. I love trying new places, trying new things. Um, and then you mentioned your friends a foodie that, mm -hmm. that helped you introduce the the sriracha the, honey yeah, sriracha. The honey glaze, yeah. Have either of you guys tried balut? Yes. Oh, we love balut. Do you? <laughs> yes, you love it? We do, yep. <laughs> do you like look at it while you eat it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I, man, it's, it's part of the egg, so, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. So. so, if people don't know what balut is, balut is a, it's a Filipino, dare I say, delicacy. Mm -hmm. So, they, they have a duck egg. Right. And it's almost like half developed the embryo is mm -hmm. and then they steam that egg and then they crack it and you just kind of crack a little bit of it and you drink the juice the juice is really yeah, good really good it's really good and you put some sauce into it yeah oh, a little bit of vinegar is the most common thing a little bit of vinegar okay. yeah we do um, uh, yeah salt and pepper yeah, yeah. salt uh, and vinegar is the most common yeah and you drink the juice and then you kind of crack the shell and then you oh. eat the egg the egg is actually very good it's a different flavor than your traditional egg, hard-boiled egg, right. or steamed egg. Right. But as you kind of start breaking into it, you see this half duck. <laughs> it's, it's like really it's half developed. Yeah. yeah, like Definitely. there's feathers and eyes and a beak. Right. Do you eat that? I do. I, do. I don't. How about I can't. you? You can't. No, I can't. I oh can't. man, it's it's one. Of, <laughs> you just have to build a, an, an acquired taste to it. You know, you have to yeah. block that out. You just have to just. Go for it, man. <laughs> I have a hard time, like even thinking about it, like just eating that egg. Like I, I'll eat, I'll eat the whatever, what, all of it around it. I'll eat it, right. no problem. Seeing that chick, I don't know. Oh like, man, I trip yeah. out every time I yeah. see it. And yep. so yeah, my mom said growing up, she, <laughs> if she was to eat it, mm -hmm. she would actually have to go into a closet. Oh, in man. the dark. 
<laughs> and then that <laughs> way she didn't have to see it. She would just eat it. Oh, <laughs> man. That's crazy. But, okay, so you've had it. Okay. Yeah, no, really have you had good. a lot of Filipino food? Um, nah, not, not, not lately. All right, I'm going to take oh. you. There's this place down the street. We're going to go. Okay. It's All like right. literally down the street from here. We got to okay. go check it out. All right. Um, it, it just opened up. It's, it's, it's oh, really nice. good. Uh, okay, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's great. Now, getting into it, entrepreneurship, starting it up, mm-hmm. you, you're learning the ropes uh, of not only business, but the food industry right. business. Right. What, did you find a mentor? Did you have to, did you read something, listen to something? You know, I uh, listen to a lot of podcasts. You know, oh, you too. Okay, and, and um, I know I know the DVO shows your favorite. Yeah, definitely. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> it's getting to be. I love it. I love. Oh, I love, thank I love you. What you're doing. Thank I'm you. glad that you're 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 doing this, man. I oh, appreciate it. But no, yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts, get some nuggets from it, and um, and also I, I have a few mentors. You know, I have uh, a lady uh, called Ray Lynn. She helped me out just starting out. Awesome. Getting to know the business side, stuff like that, and um, you know, just pick her brain because she um, she was just loving on the product, loving on me to, to help me out. So she started the whole thing to really motivate me to, to keep going, you know. So, awesome. I, yeah. I think that's important. It's always good to have a mentor, especially right. when, or someone have a mentor coach, especially when you're doing something new. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I, and, I, and I still truly believe trial and error and mistakes oh. is some of the best ways to learn. But you know, you want to eliminate as many as possible. Exactly. Well, I mean, <laughs> I make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> like everybody Sure, does. sure. But you know, it, that's, that's the best part of it. You make the mistake and you learn yeah. from it and you try to get better and better each and every day. And you know, and, that's true. And that's, it's, I, th- I feel like it's the greatest teacher. It's, it's your failure. Right. You know, and yeah, man, I totally agree with that. Yeah. It's funny, like some of your posts, some of my posts, like our mm-hmm. comments on them, like I just feel like we're a lot on the same wavelength on yeah. a lot of things. Like, so I kind of like that. <laughs> I was excited to, to get together and do this because I was like, it's fun, you know, when you're on the same wavelength with somebody, right. you start yeah, talking a little bit. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it, it, it's really fun. Uh, so what are some of your favorite podcasts? Um, the Ed Milet Show. Ed Milet, um, yeah. Gary Vee. Gary Vee. We were talking about Gary yeah. Vee. love Gary Vee. Yeah, and um, the DBO Show. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and, and, and I love Andy Priscilla. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. He's, he's, very, he's very honest, you know, and I love that. So. And then we were talking about the NPRs, how I built this. Oh yes, NPR Forgot with, with Guy Raz. Uh, I love that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Gary. I love Gary V's podcast because that's what actually really started triggering my mindset a little bit into instead of thinking about always working hard and hustling and and grinding, but also like thinking thinking like an entrepreneur, like yeah, kind of just you, you kind of get your thinking, you know, and. Uh, I really wasn't there and I was I really appreciated his because he calls it how it is right yeah and I'm I love the tough love like I I don't mind when people are kind of giving it to me straight like right. hey Derek you know give it to me straight I'd rather have that you know exactly I, I mean, instead of just beating around the bush you know exactly I love straightforward people and just say hey you're doing this right you're doing this wrong just get get your you know stuff together so, I totally agree I totally love that I don't yeah. And sometimes I might be on my team, maybe a little bit too, too tough love on them sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, but that's why there's a partnership with my wife, right? She yeah. helps balance me out. Like, exactly. hey, you need to be nicer. <laughs> you know, yeah. don't yeah. be so hard on them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I'm like, hey, daddy, that's you should call them then. Yeah. Like, maybe today you should call. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little hard on my, uh, you know, my my team. 
my coworkers and you know sometimes my wife is like calm down yeah relax you know just treat them like a human being <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I've been I've been learning and doing pretty well in that aspect so awesome yeah. what kind of things are you are you working on any new flavors right now any new concoctions you know I I've been thinking of getting another sweet one so okay we're, we're trying to play with another one. seven is it, it's a good amount of flavors right, you right. know but but sometimes when you start experimenting I'm sure you start getting wild hairs up your ass oh, you're like yeah. I, gotta, I want to try this oh, or you hear yeah, something yeah yeah is there like a is there like a, an ingredient or something that you really want to start toying around with um well I, should I reveal it? <laughs> you don't have to. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. No, no, no. no you can tell no. me off the air. Yeah, I, I can do that. I okay. Can, yeah, I, I feel like this one is it's it's gonna be you know mind blowing. Ooh, yeah, so I, Ooh I, feel I love like it's that. Gonna be, it's gonna be our bestseller. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah we're, okay. We're gonna hold on to that one. Yeah. <laughs> and if you need someone to like to be taste tester, you okay. know, I definitely I'll, I'm I'll available. call you up. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm always available okay, for that. Come to my kitchen and be like, hey. Taste this, see how you like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you were when you were looking for your kitchen, what were you staking out? Was there something in particular you were lo you were looking for? Uh, you know, it, for being um, in the the meat industry, it's it's kind of hard to find a, a commercial kitchen that caters ah. to that. Because a lot of like commercial kitchen, they cater, you know, people doing cupcakes. Um, that makes sense. You know, cakes donuts stuff like that yeah so it's a lot of baked goods that makes sense yeah and, I didn't think about that but it yeah. totally makes sense and it, and it, it was a hard process for us to um, find um, like something that accommodates you know our kind of product so we had to find a, a kitchen you know to start up so and we decided to go with the, the one that have all the baked good stuff so. okay but, all right but you know it's it's okay. It, it, it's it works for us. Okay. Yeah. Now before vets jerky, did you have a favorite? Before vets jerky, well, um, wow, this is funny. Um, so when my uh, wife and I we were in college. Okay. Okay. Um, I think we're you know we're we're okay foodies, but we love our beef jerky and we would buy Jack Link's okay teriyaki flavor. Yeah. Like, mass quantities <laughs> that's, that's we would good. eat it you know we, I mean we study a lot so we, we we go to the study hall we go to Barnes and Noble we snack on our jerky and that's that's my that's my favorite it was so, your favorite it was, it was. <laughs> now now yeah, ours yeah. definitely no it was your second favorite mom's was always first mama's was always first right right, <laughs> right. okay you're telling me you're studying where'd you guys study at uh, the University of Utah okay so. what'd you guys study in um, my wife went into uh, economics and I was um, economics interesting I was doing physical therapy and okay then uh, just lost interest and decided not to finish. right but my wife finished in economics and so that does that help in with the business side like her degree in economics uh, not really okay. <laughs> not really but okay. I mean she's she's very smart so she's she can pick things up you know and she's yeah she's very business savvy anyway so oh perfect yeah. well, I appreciate the honesty of that you know because yeah. some people they want to I don't know how to put this like try to really credit their degree right you lost interest hers is not being used her degree right. source right is not being used I'm sure the things you've learned you're using mm -hmm. what value would you personally put on a college degree oh wow um, <laughs> I'm trying to be honest here yeah be <laughs> honest man this is what the DBO show is you know it's there is some value I mean if it depends on what you your um, 
going into actually you know hundred I mean? percent yeah. yeah so a lot of times you know a lot of us you know we're, we're gonna be going into a nine-to-five job you know and I feel like a lot of uh, courses you know and and classes there just it doesn't pertains to that you know unless you're yeah. going into being a doctor a lawyer stuff like that I mean it it helps to get yeah some schooling and and it has value that way so. yes I, I totally agree um, I'll capitalize on what you just said <laughs> I do want my doctors especially like a heart surgeon yeah if I ever need one to go to like 10 years of school exactly. and just learn learn you the want anatomy. To be that the expert the master of yeah. his field not just yeah you know eh. however my mechanic don't really care if they graduate <laughs> from college exactly you know what I mean I yeah. just don't really care I never right. I've never asked anyone Hey, where'd you graduate <laughs> college from? Yeah, I just yeah. yeah I, like, as long as my doctor has a doctorate, that's all I care exactly. about. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's why I was asking because I, I've, yeah, I, you know, I'm always visiting people. I, I see so many people like with student loan debt. Oh man. Or they spent hundreds of thousands on a degree and they actually don't even work in that field exactly, or industry. Yeah. And and so I just wonder, I was just wondering the value. You know, times change. Is the value still there today? I don't know. Like it was. 10, 20, 30 years ago? My opinion, it's not there, you know, because, yeah. I, mean, I mean, the internet is booming, you know, and it's, you know, you can learn basically anything, you know, 100%. Oh, yeah. and, you know, for me, it, it, it's not, it's, it's not for me. So. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't for me either. I, so. I dropped out of community college, so yeah. it wasn't for me. Um, and funny you said that, you know, internet, you can learn a lot like exactly. the you things too. that I do today <laughs> the things that I do today like in my businesses I learn from YouTube right and Google right you know and I just I just found someone that does really great in that field and I just like study that person and and I just learn from that you know like, exactly save, yeah. saving me tons of money <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's funny like I mean we we got into some student you know, debt you know and uh -huh. we had to pay it back and it took took forever to pay it back you know oh, and, yeah. and that's it's very stressful you know yeah and I feel like you know we 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 didn't need to go seven years of schooling and you know pay all that debt <laughs> right <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> did you guys meet in school um yes we did we uh there, so there, there's the silver lining right <laughs> at least you guys met yes exactly. <laughs> you met your spouse there <laughs> yes uh, well we we met at work too so she was uh working at the airport um, oh okay so that's where we all right, so yeah, no yeah, school was even school. needed then. No, All right, yeah. actually, no. I'm just kidding. Well, we went to the same school, and we just realized that when we were working together, so. Okay, yeah, awesome. So. If somebody was going to get into the food industry, food business, okay. what kind of tips would you give someone, like starting brand new, like they've, they've never been in business before, they have this idea, they've got this mm -hmm. recipe, they've got something, and they're like, okay, I want to get started. How do I get started? What tips would you have for somebody like you know, that? My first tip is just um, to do your research on what you're going into. You know, do your research and um, and trying to contact the right people. And, okay. And that's first and foremost before you jump into anything because you don't want to go in, you know, not knowing how to get your you know your product out there. Sure. You know? So you have to do your research. And uh, contact the right people. So that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Do your research. What people probably don't know, and like listening, 
Yeah. I'm sure you had to do a ton of research before you even started. Definitely, yeah. What was some of the things that you were doing? I'm, I'm sure late nights. I'm oh, late nights all the time. You know, after work, you know, I'll be, you know, online researching. You know, yeah. I looking for, you know, co-packers, you know. True, right? You got to get like your that, sources, yeah. your your mm -hmm. meat, your packing. Exactly. Your so, labeling. I'm sure you had someone do your logo. Yeah, yeah. So there's probably a lot. A lot. A okay. lot of work into it. It's, I mean, a lot of people don't see the behind the scenes. You're right. And it's just... I, and I wasn't even thinking about that either. You're mm -hmm. right. Behind the scenes is where it's at. You know, a lot of people see, see the finished product and they're like, wow, that's pretty good. Pretty looks cool. easy, right? Yeah, I'm like, looks oh, look, looks great. Yeah. Beautiful logo, beautiful <laughs> yeah. packaging, yeah. delicious product. Oh, simple, right? Yeah. This must have been so easy for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't see the, the late nights, the you know, long hours and, you know, the bags, you see. Because <laughs> <laughs> were, were, were you slicing up the meat? Yes, I was. Yeah. So you personally mm -hmm. are up late or whatever and you're slicing the meat away, Definitely, right? Definitely, yeah. Coming up with the marinades, mm -hmm. uh, trying it out, adjusting it. Right. Also, I'm sure your ingredients weren't free. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. a lot of money probably went into it as well. Oh, definitely. It's yeah. uh, definitely a lot of... Uh, a lot of capital that goes into it, so. That's good, man. It's a lot of hard work. You're right, I, and I wasn't even thinking about that for a second there. Uh, you know, I remember when I was, like, one of my latest businesses, I was up late at night. My wife said, what are you doing? Like, just play on your iPad all night? And I'm like, <laughs> no, like, like, this is the time where everyone's off the internet. It's two in the morning, everyone's off the internet. My internet's fast right now. Right. <laughs> and I can just read and read and read and just learn and learn and, and watch videos and, oh, good, and, good. That's that's the time for me. That's I'm, I think I'm a night owl. I think I'm a night owl. Oh yeah, you are too. I think. I think so. Yeah. Is <laughs> because you, you're you're up pretty late, right? So right, yeah. I think naturally I'm an, I'm a night owl, and and that's like the time for me. It's like I get most of my productivity done because everyone's sleeping. Yeah. And it's like it's quiet. The world is quiet, and yeah. so now I can like focus. focus. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Except when my wife wakes up because she's pregnant right now and says, go to the bathroom. And she's like, you're still up? I'm like, no, oh, go to bed. <laughs> I saw the light from your iPad. I'm like, sorry, go to bed. <laughs> oh, by the way, congrats on that. Oh, yeah. thank you so much. How, how far along is she? She is almost 26 weeks right oh, now. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, so six and a half months. Oh, wow. So it's about three months left. And it's a girl? It's going to be a girl. Oh, congrats, yeah. congrats. So I'm, I'm excited. Um, I, I, honestly, I was really hoping for a boy, uh -huh. um, just so I can do boy stuff with. Right, I have right. a daughter now. I have a niece, mm -hmm. and um, you know, my brother shared a video of me. With me, he shared a video of of his daughter, my niece, when she was little. And I remember these little when she was little, and then and I saw this video of my my daughter and niece, and I'm like, they're so cute. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I want yeah. I, I want to I'm ready for this girl. Right. You because you got kids. Yeah, I have How many? I have three. So three, I okay. Two girls and one boy. So. Okay. Where their ages? 11, 7, and 1. Are they helping you? Yes, definitely. Do yep. they? <laughs> yes. I love that. Dude, I love my, I, I can't tell <laughs> much I love that. Keep, tell, tell, tell me more about that. My girl, Jessica, and uh, my boy, Jacob, they, they love to. They're the two oldest, I would assume. Mm, exactly. <laughs> not the one-year-old. Yeah, the one-year-old helps too much. <laughs> the one-year-old's trying the yeah. peppers. <laughs> she actually loves the jerky, so she, she nice. eats it. Yeah. Nice. So what, what are the kids doing? They help me, you know, to label. They do the labeling. They, uh, oh, they awesome. used to help me bag as well but we found out that they can't do that oh okay <laughs> yeah. okay child labor laws <laughs> but all no, right but no and you know they, they they help out any way they can and they, they they love the product they love the company and they they're like my my walking billboard so it's right awesome. that's yeah. awesome yeah. now have they have they tried your mom's jerky yes Wh whose do they like better? <laughs> 
Dads or mom oh, or grandmas? Man. Dads or grandmas? I, I, they haven't told me yet. <laughs> you don't, you're, are you afraid to ask? I'm <laughs> afraid to ask. You're, you're afraid to I, ask. I, I already know the answer. So Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I know the answer now. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I need to let you try some of hers. So it's, oh, it's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm happy to taste test anything you've got. All right. <laughs> and, and if it's really spicy too, I don't mind either. Yeah. I don't, you know what? I don't mind. We have a, a flavor called Sally Hot. And oh. I, I don't really um, put it out in the market because you know it's 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 crazy hot. Because it, this hot yeah. one, the hot one is it's pretty hot. It's pretty hot. Like yeah. like if I haven't had it for a while and then I eat a couple, I start, I start coughing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like, like oh, oh man, okay, that's yeah, yeah. Because I yeah I, I go buy this stuff. I, I love it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if I haven't had the hot flavor in a while and then I go eat it, I cough. So yeah. it is it is it has a good spice to it, a good kick to it. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I can I can make about ten times hotter than that. So it's, ooh, yeah. I, I definitely I want you to try it. Maybe you should try some of that Carolina Reaper. Ooh, oh man, that'd be. Let's That'd put some in that. Ooh, <laughs> that ooh, yeah. Oh, you're like, ah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. um, where, where can people buy it, though? Where, where can people find find you, buy it, uh, follow you, anything like that? Well, we're, we're on social media um, at Vets Jerky on Facebook and Instagram, and I'll put I'll put a I'll put the in- information in the in the description as well. Awesome, and you can find us online at www.vetsbeefjerky.com. Nice, nice. Um, Crave the crunch is your hashtag. Where'd you Where'd you come up with that? Um, just one day. I mean, it just came out of the blue. You know, it's like wow, like, our our jerky has a crunch to it, and uh-huh. you know, people crave it. So yeah, like, let's crave the crunch. I mean, we. I mean, I sat down with my wife. You know, just brainstorming on you know what what slogan should we have yeah. for our product. So I was like, crave the crunch. Okay, that's get, awesome. Got a good ring to it. So yeah, that's awesome. I yeah. love that. Oh, okay, and it has your address there. Mm-hmm. Is that your kitchen is at? Right. Where you build? Okay, awesome. Right. Uh, can people go in there and buy some too? No. no okay, it's just, it's just, uh, that's just where it's made. Right. So people know it's local. Right. Um, I like that because, you know, it's, it's Utah. And I love that you put that Utah's own on there because I, this whole thing for my podcast is to promote people here mm-hmm. that I care and love about. And I love my city, love my, my state. And I want to promote everyone that's doing great things. So... So I'm glad that you're so proud of that as well. Yeah. I think that's that's awesome. Yeah, and so so again, so Facebook and Instagram Vets Jerky, right? That's where they find you. And then www.vetsbeefjerky.com, correct? And that's where they can go order some. Um, so your first time at FitCon, and I'm going to turn back to it. This was okay. your first time at FitCon. What was was this your first booth, or have you done booths before? No, we've done we've done a lot of booth events, stuff like that. Okay, awesome. How how is that like getting these booths at, at these events? Was that something that was exciting to kind of promote you out there? How how was the return on something like that? Um, yeah, it, it like is, financial return. It's pretty very good. good. I mean, we I mean they contacted us and want us to be you know at FitCon. Oh, they contacted and, you. Yeah, love to so, hear that. So awesome. They, they just want you know new vendors stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah. I mean, that means you're making noise, right? right? If they're contacting you, you're making noise right. and they want to say, "Hey, come on in." Right. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, we uh pay a fee and um the two days that we were there and we we made, you know, made it all back and then some. So, oh, I'm glad yeah. to hear that. That's awesome. Do you do you like doing those like events like that? I do. I do. Um I I enjoy it, but a lot of times, you know, you you talk 
for people, talk to people, and you you know you lose your voice. And that's true. But, but I, I love it. My team loves it, and it's just it's it's what we're gonna do um, all summer long. We're gonna right. have events after events and farmers markets. So. Ooh, that's a great idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. What's the feedback from like those people? Like for example, FitCon. You got a lot of people that are into fitness, mm -hmm. and every, they're always looking for healthy, lean alternatives. Um, for their nutrition, for their protein, whatever like that. Right. Have people like come back to you and say, hey, you know, I love this because, what's like the feedback you're getting back from, um, from that? Our feedback mainly <clears throat> is, wow, it tastes great. You know, yeah. wow, it's thin and crispy. It's something different and it's very unique yeah. in a good way. Right. You know, so, and that's, that's um, our two most popular feedback is thin and crispy and, yeah. and, and it tastes great. It's not yeah. like any other jerky, so. No, I, I, what I love, my, me personally, I love the taste, obviously the taste. I also love the, I love textures with yeah. my food. Like I just love textures. Mm -hmm. I, I have a hard time just like eating, for example, like soup. Just cause there's, there's no <laughs> texture. I gotta, right. I gotta add something into it. Yeah. I, I love that texture. Nice. So that's what I love about yours too. But I love the lean protein. I love the lean protein where I can go hit the gym and then throw a couple of these. Yeah, um, definitely. And me personally, what I do with them, I take them on my road trips. Yeah. Uh, cause sometimes I travel a lot and I love taking them on the road. It's, it's perfect for it. Healthier alternative than like, you know, potato chips, right. salty potato chips. Right. Uh, so when I'm craving a crunch, <laughs> I go grab me some and, and, uh, yes, for my sir. road, for yes, my road trip. So yes. <laughs> yeah. no, I love it, man. And, and get it, man. <laughs> anything before we close out, anything you want to like tell people, whether anything, anything you want to talk about, you want to say something and kind of get people's mind thinking, you want to promote in a different way, you'd say it, I want you to end it out. All right. Well, guys, um, this summer um, we're gonna be at two farmers market um, at the Gardner Village and Daybreak. Ooh, I love both of those. Yeah, and we also going to do the West Fest and the Utah State oh, Fair nice. this year as well. So catch us there and come love on us, and uh, we'll have a, a great time. Dude, I, I'm I'm so happy to see your success, man. Yeah, and, thank and you, brother. See what you're doing. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome. Appreciate it, man. Of course. All right, guys. So hit them up. Facebook, Instagram, Vets Jerky. You want to go buy some? www.vetsbeefjerky.com. I'll put the link in the description as well so you guys can go out there and, and get you guys some crunch. All right. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the DVO Show with Vu and Vet. And we are out. Peace. I'm going to eat some jerky. That's right. <laughs> Hey, all you beautiful people. This is Derek Van Otten, or also known as my initials, DVO, and I am the host of the DVO show. So thank you guys so much for, for listening. I can't even begin to tell you how, how humbling and grateful I am when I run across people that have told me they've been listening to the podcast, that they enjoy it, that they are learning something from it, that they, they like that it's gotten better um, as this goes on. I... I do get nervous every time I hit the record button. Not, not you know, to be honest with you guys, I, I still get very nervous, and a lot of work actually goes into this. Uh, you know, doing a little bit of editing, uh, posting it on on YouTube. I try to record every episode uh, on video, and you know, editing the the podcast before I I publish it. So a little bit of work goes into a lot of work goes into organizing with my with my guests that come on. 
And I want to thank all my guests for coming on. I know their time is so valuable. So I love and appreciate them for spending their time. And I love to hear that from the listeners, they've actually become clients or purchased something from my guests. So, uh, some people reach out to me and say, hey, how do I get a hold of them? So that is so wonderful that I'm able to bring more business into into our economy, um, into, our, into our state. So, so that's really nice. So I appreciate all you guys as well. That, that are reaching out to to uh, my guests. I have a whole lineup of upcoming guests coming up. I'm always interacting and meeting new people all the time. People are sending me referrals to, to go visit. And uh, that's, that's been so great. So I can't wait. They're just, uh, it's just sometimes hard to coordinate. Everyone gets so busy. And so coordinating with everyone gets a little tricky, uh, but that's okay. That's just the name of it. And, and uh, that's okay. So I really hope you guys are, are enjoying the show. Uh, if you guys have feedback for me, feel free to reach out anytime. I'm easy to find. Um, my email is dvanauten at gmail.com. You can also find me at dvanauten on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, I'm everywhere. You can just Google my name and you can probably find me. So so I appreciate all feedback that comes my way. I do I do listen to it and I do take it in. So, so thank you guys again for listening. I'm just going to ask one thing. If, if, if you're not subscribed to, please, please subscribe to, to whatever platform you listen to. If you are subscribed, I'd love it if you can share it with someone. Maybe find one of the episodes that you think can correlate and help someone and maybe have them listen and subscribe too. That, that'd be very appreciative on my end. Um, I, I do appreciate everyone. So, so thank you guys so much. Uh, and I can't wait for, for more shows to come out. In case you guys don't know, I try to video record almost every episode. So not every episode, especially, for example, when I do the mashup of my thoughts, I actually, while I'm doing my coaching or interviews or different things like that, I try to record them. I just try to cut out little sections. And that takes a lot of time. That takes me a, almost a whole day sometimes. Um, so I don't obviously record those, but they're just kind of snippets. So you can watch every recording I do on YouTube. My, my YouTube channel is my name, Derek Van Otten. Uh, so right there. And I'm on basically almost every podcast platform. So if you've got an Apple iPhone, I'm on Apple Podcasts. If you've got a Samsung uh, phone, Android phone, they have also have, have a, what's it called? Google Podcast app. They just kind of, I think they did that about a year ago. Uh, some of the big name podcast platforms like Stitcher, uh, I'm there. If you listen to Spotify or iHeartRadio, they also have podcasts. I'm there as well. Uh, where else? TuneIn also has one. Sometimes Google Home or Amazon Alexa. It depends if they want to cooperate. They'll work. You can just say, hey, Alexa, or hey, Google, play the latest episode of the DVO show on on Google Podcasts or on iHeartRadio or on TuneIn. Kind of, like I said, they're kind of tricky, so it just kind of depends what what uh, they're up to at the moment if they want to cooperate. So I'm there as well. I'm on, I'm, I'm on all those platforms. So again, thank you guys so much. This, what I'm going to talk to you guys about today is actually a continuation of the conversation I had on my last episode last week, which was with Vu and Veth, and the title of the episode was Veth's Jerky. And I need to really stop hitting the stop button after my interview because some of the best stories and the best information from my guests happens after I hit stop 
and we're just kind of bullshitting a little bit and and talking and and uh, I need to stop doing that because some of the best stories that maybe you have to maybe keep recording and add them at the end of the episode. That might be kind of fun. But anyway, we were kind of talking. I don't remember actually the conversation, but something came out, something that I had forgotten about, something that I had kind of tucked down. Um, and I believe it was because it was an, it's, a, it's probably my most embarrassing moment in my life. And I thought I would share that with you guys because I think it's very important that I am transparent with everybody. I don't want to make things seem like they're not. And I want to be transparent. I think it's important. And so some of you that don't know what it is that I do, I do a lot of finance and business coaching. And I help people in different areas in, in that field. And... I don't know if everything comes off seeming gravy, but it's it wasn't always that way. You know, right now my life is 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 really good, and the way my the projection of where my life and with my wife and and our family growing family is heading, I'm super excited for for our future. Uh, but I think it's important to understand a little bit of my past. As you guys know, I've kind of talked about it with my guests. I've also been interviewed um, on other podcasts on on publications magazines and uh, internet sources. And, you know, I don't want to tell my whole story. It'll take forever. Maybe I should write a book one day. I've I've teased the idea. I don't know if I ever will, but I always think maybe it might be fun to to write a book one day uh, about kind of my life. Uh, Anyways, so I've I've tried to be transparent, like I've said, about every detail. And sometimes the timelines don't uh, match up because it just how the interview's going at the time or something I forget. But like I said, you know, talking with Vuen last week reminded me of something. And and right now I'm I'm wasting time because I'm a little hesitant of sharing it with you, but but I'm going to. Uh, I'm gonna show share with you guys my most embarrassing moment. So this goes back to I would say late 2000, um, where this happened. And if I can rewind a little bit, you know, I remember going into college and I just went because that's what I thought you're supposed to do, right? You you finish high school and you go to college. And I remember I was, I was going to take computer science as my major. And this is maybe 2000 when I, when I enrolled in my first semester of college in the year 2000 because I graduated in 99, took a semester off. And I believe it was 2000 that I was I was enrolling in my first semester of college and talking with my counselor. He said, what is it that you want to do? And I said, I'm not sure, but I don't want to do finance, which is which is a funny story, because that's what I do now. For whatever reason, my imagination thinking of finance meant I was going to be sitting in a cubicle with this huge calculator, just crunching numbers. I don't know why I pictured that, but I wasn't doing very good math in high school and college. So. I said, I don't want to do that. And so I said, no, but I do think the money is going to be in computers. I think computers is going to take off. Technology is going to be where it's at. So I took computer science as my major. And I had a hard time keeping up with it. It was just advancing so fast. Remember, this is 2000, 2001. And technology was just advancing so fast. I couldn't keep up. And my passion wasn't in technology. You know, it wasn't, I knew it was the future. I knew it was important, but that's not where my heart was. 
Hindsight, I totally wish I would have invested in technology like Google and Facebook and Apple. Like I really wish I would have invested in those companies. But anyway, you know, I'm, t- I'm taking courses in college. And as I'm in college, I, 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 I meet an individual. Uh, and I'm going to share his name because he, he's, he's a mentor of mine, a coach of mine. His name is Rafa Bastidas. And I was introduced to him and we talked. And he became uh, an agent of mine. And I wanted to work with him a little bit. He was working in finance. And at the same time, I was also, I, was, I actually started off really well working in finance. I went and got my, some of my licenses, started doing really well, and I let it get to my head. I got a little bit conceited. And I kind of wasn't working a lot. And at the same time, I was thinking, I don't really want to be going to college anymore. I, as, as I was kind of learning, I remember taking a psychology class and the psychology teacher told everyone, hey, everyone stand up, say your name and what you want to be when you grow up. Now, he didn't word it that way, but it was on that aspect. And I remember last name is Van Otten. So I'm sitting in the back of the class and everyone's taking their turn going through. And I'm just thinking, what is it that I want to do? And it gets to my turn and say, hey, my name is Derek. I want to own my own business. And I sit down. And I'm thinking, if, if I want to own my own business, then why am I taking computer science? I don't really want to do anything here anymore. So I go to my counselor, switch my, my major from computer science to business management. And then I'm also working with Rafa. And I heard him talk. He was talking to somebody else. And I heard him talking about why would you learn business from professors and teachers who don't run a business. And that just struck a light in, a, like literally like that, like light bulb went off above my head. And I said, yeah, he's totally, that totally makes sense. So I had a hard time even affording college anyway. I, I, I was cash flowing it. Uh, I was working full time. I was working like nine hours a day at my job. I, I worked from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m., sometimes close to midnight. And, and then I would go home. Sometimes I would go out with my friends. Uh, go to the bar, go to the club, and then go home and do homework till like three in the morning. Then we'd try to wake up at seven to make it to some classes. And at the path I was going, I wasn't on track to graduate anytime soon in college. I was still, I was maybe four years in still doing generals. I'm like, this is going to take forever to finish this. And I don't even know if I even want to go. So I actually dropped out of college and I really started thinking, I'm going to start pursuing you know, my business career. And I quit my job. I'd been there 10 years. I actually quit right after my 10 year anniversary. Uh, quit my job, been there for 10 years. I actually started working there while I was in high school. Uh, quit, quit my job. And I said, I'm gonna go get a part-time job and, and pursue business. So that's what I did. I got a part-time job. And that part-time job, instead of working four hours a day, started to become five hours, six hours a day. Because what was happening was, I was getting off work and I was going home and I wasn't doing anything. I would watch TV. So I'm kind of like, I'm not anti-TV, but like during the week I'm anti-TV because I just feel like I wasted so much time. Anyway, um, so yeah, so I start struggling with my finances because I'm not bringing much money. I'm I'm living alone. I have a condo. Uh, I have a two-bedroom condo. I'm living alone. And I'm, I don't even know if I'm making it paycheck to paycheck at this point. Like I'm really starting to struggle, but I started making really stupid financial decisions. 
what I was doing was, well, I had a credit card with my bank and I was using that sometimes to, to kind of make it, or to go actually to go out with my friends, you know, I was using it on a credit card. Um, I was also, I had, I had a, I had to get new tires for my car and I didn't have the money for new tires. So what did I do? I financed new tires. And of course, if I'm going to get new tires, might as well get some new rims, right? That was my thought process. How stupid is that? Uh, anyway, I did that because I can afford the payment. And then one summer, the coolest it would get inside my condo was 88 degrees. That was the coolest. And it was like 105 outside. So I thought, you know what? Let me get new windows because new windows would eventually appreciate because I didn't want to live there forever in this condo. I was on the third floor. I didn't want to live there forever. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just perfect for me, though. And and so I have them come out, give me a quote on new windows. I say, sure. Do I have the money for new windows? Nope. So what do I do? Finance new windows. So it takes a couple of weeks for them to to make the size of my windows and, and get it installed. Well, a few days before my new windows go to get installed, my air conditioner goes out on me. And I need a new air conditioner. So I say, hey, let me get a new air conditioner. So they give me a quote. Again, do I have the money for a new air conditioner? No, I finance it. So I find, but I'll tell you what, my condo was feeling nice and cool, but I'm in debt. And the whole time I'm doing this, I'm so embarrassed because I'm trying to be a financial expert, financial advisor, whatever you want to call that I was trying to be. And I'm signing up for these for these credit cards, these loans. And at the time, I could make a payment for an air conditioner. I could make a payment for tires. I could make a payment. But together, the tires, the air conditioner, the windows, my bank credit card, I couldn't. And then my mortgage and bills and food, I couldn't make all the payments. And at this time, we're looking at 2008, 2009. This is the economy uh, crashing. So there was a gimmick of a modification loan on your home. And I thought this might be a good idea where I can modify my, my mortgage and get lower payments and kind of start over and, and kind of catch up with everything. So this whole time, I... I know in my head everything I'm doing is wrong, but I kept doing it, and I kept doing it, and the reason was I wasn't going to my coach, my mentor anymore. I was thinking, I can do it. I'll figure it out on my own, and I wasn't asking for help, and I got, I was, you know, I'm behind. I'm getting behind, so I'm doing a modification. It's a, you know, it's some gimmick happening in 2008, 2009, and at the same time, I'm dating my now wife, Etna, and we've we go out to, we, you know, we have a nice date. We, we pull up to my condo and I'm asking her if she wants to come up. And she was thinking, no, maybe not, you know, maybe not tonight. Uh, you know, she's got to go home to her daughter. And I said, okay, that makes sense. Because at the same time, she's telling me that I'm looking up, up the stairs and I can see someone posting something on my door. And I get an empty feeling in my gut. So I walk upstairs. Like, again, I'm on the third floor. Um, and my friends will remember that are that are listening. We had some good we had some good times up there, guys, for sure. So we get up to I get up to my condo and on my door taped 
is a letter from the mortgage company that my house is going up for auction because I was denied the modification. And I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I feel like such a loser, for real, you know, because I'm going to be homeless soon. I'm losing my house. Very fortunately, however, uh, I reached out to my parents and they said I could move back in. So I became, at the time, what they were calling boomerang kids because you left your parents' house and then you came back. My mom actually was a little more excited about it because she really wasn't loving where I was living. And actually, on one of my episodes titled Stacks It Up with Ryan Roxburgh, he actually was on the third floor with me. He actually lived in a condo with me. And that's how we actually met. But it started kind of going downhill a little bit. It kind of started getting a little ghetto. Uh, So my mom was okay with me getting out of there. But man, did that crush my ego. That really crushed my ego that I thought I was an independent man out on my own and I had to move back to him with my parents. You know, luckily that that was actually a big driving force in my life. But let me let me come back to that. I'm going to rewind back. At this time, and I'm going to share with you guys right now my most embarrassing moment. Uh, a lot of things were, were happening were very embarrassing. Obviously, me signing up for all these credit cards and loans was very embarrassing because I'm trying to help people with their finance and I'm doing stupid things. You know, the place I was working part time, they were great. The company was great, but I was a little embarrassed. I didn't want someone to see me working there. I'm losing my house. It was embarrassing. But the the icing on top was how I had to earn money for groceries. Now, what I did was actually what I believe is a good thing. But the but the reason that I did it for money was, was what's embarrassing. I know I'm going to keep dragging this out. Sorry, guys. I was donating plasma and blood. Now, I think that's a good thing. I actually did some research on it, and I and I actually saw how important it was. And to this day, if I was sitting in my office and the Red Cross pulled up in advance and said, hey, there's an emergency, we need blood, I would happily go donate for free blood. But I was doing this for money, to buy groceries, basically, to go out with my friends, to have a date. And again, like I said, it's a good cause, but the fact that I'm doing it for money is very embarrassing. And if you've ever been into a clinic, one of those one of those plasma donations or blood donations, you kind of see the people that are there. And I'm not trying to pass judgment at all. Uh, everyone has their own story. Honestly, I don't even care what their story is. But as I looked around, I saw what the majority of people were like. The reason they were doing it, obviously, were different reasons. Some people were probably also struggling, but some of them were doing it for alcohol. Some of them are doing it for drugs. And that's the environment I'm around while I'm doing this. And I hated every minute of it, even though I actually felt like it was for a good cause and for a good reason. Now, I'm a bigger guy, so they can draw out more blood from me. And the long, the more blood you can donate, the more plasma you can donate, the longer it takes for this process to take. 
And I'm sitting there on average, maybe 45 minutes to an hour. And they pay you, you can do this twice a week. And they were paying me like 30 bucks each time. So, you know, it was paying me like 60 bucks a week. And that's what I was using to buy groceries. And I actually still have the scar tissue in my, on the inside of my um, elbow. I've got some scar tissue still there from where they had to poke me with the needles. Um, and it was hard. It was very, it was very embarrassing. And the last time I did it was the most embarrassing time. Again, it takes 45 minutes to an hour to, to draw out my blood. And so what I would try to do to speed up the process is I would try to drink a lot of cold water. It would kind of help thin out the blood a little bit so it would draw out faster. And for whatever day, this particular day, it was taking a little bit extra time. It was it was taking extra time, and man, did I have to piss. Okay, like I said, I'm drinking cold water to help speed the process. And I got to piss, and I'm holding it, and I'm actually starting to squirm because you're laying down in this bed. And I'm kind of squirming a little bit, and when I'm doing that, what I'm doing is I'm starting to clench, and the needle's kind of digging in, which is not good, okay? And it's hurrying, and I'm like clenching, and finally, <laughs> I piss myself in this bed. And you're in a room of like 30, 40 people, and you're all just kind of facing each other because you're everyone's just laying in these beds looking at each other. I would always usually have an like iPad and read something or uh, watch a movie or something. The embarrassing thing wasn't, okay, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. No one saw it, though. No one saw it because, like I said, I had an iPad in my hand. I covered myself up. Uh, when I was finally done, the nurse came over, <laughs> and, you know, she didn't see. No one saw. And, but it was the most embarrassing. I mean, it felt great because I had to go so bad. But it was the most embarrassing thing in my life. Again, I don't even know if, if pissing myself in front of people, even though no one saw, I don't know if that was it or the fact that I was doing this for money to buy food for my fridge. I don't know. But I don't know where I classify. It just was the most embarrassing time in my life. And that was the last time I did it. That was the last time I did it. Um, I just knew I had to make a change. That was like a, a defining moment where I said I had to make a change. And even though I say that right now to you guys, this was a defining moment. I have totally forgotten about this. Like I said, this happened in the late 2000s. Like 2009, 2010. I, I, would, I want to say 2009. And I kind of tucked this down. I, I've totally forgotten about this. And talking with Vuen last week, it just kind of brought it up and reminded me. It was, it sucked. It sucked, you know, and I was just mad at myself the whole time. And I'm, I'm so glad I never, I never took a victim mentality to anything. I always knew it was me. I, I signed those, I signed those, those credit cards. Um, I put myself on that, on that phlebotomist bed. Um, and it sucked. And I, I lost my house, you know what I mean? So, you know, in a funny story, the guy that was helping me with that modification, uh, I guess he, he was trying to help a lot of people. He didn't help anybody. He actually ended up moving out of the country. So that kind of tells you uh, what I did. You know, just just stupid. I did a lot of stupid. 
and I paid a lot of stupid tax. And so anyway, going back to going back to my story, you know, moving back with my parents, Edna stuck by me and I knew she was the one I needed to propose to. And I knew I had to put a ring on it. So that's what I did. Uh, we, we got engaged and we got married and we cash flowed it. I knew I was like, that's enough. I'm going to get on track with my finances. I said, that is enough. And so I went back to Rafa, my mentor and coach. And he said this, he said, Derek, you don't have a savings problem. You don't have a debt problem. You have an income problem. And I couldn't deny that. So he's like, he's like, Derek, I'm going to help you and get you back on track. But I want you to do something. I want you to work with me again and help other people. You are not the only one. And I knew it. I knew other people were out there struggling. And I knew that I could help them because of I went through it. So what I did is I really, 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 really dove into finances. I started studying. I started getting multiple licenses. I was reading books and listening to podcasts and audiobooks from financial experts. And I found the things that made sense. And I found what would help people. And I knew what helped me because I got out of it. I started making a little extra money part-time working in finance. I started working again. You know, As we got married, we moved into an apartment. We cash flowed our wedding. No debt. Uh, we put a down payment on our apartment. When we got married, we moved into an apartment. Um, I got a job uh, at a place nearby. And with my financial background, I got a, I moved into their financial department, started making good money. And I started working in finances in the day at a corporation, a huge corporation, one of the largest food corporations in the world. That's where I was working with. And, and then I was doing finances part-time, being self-employed and helping coach families. And that's when I titled myself a finance coach because I knew I could talk with people and say, hey, listen, I've been there. I know what you're going through. I can help. You just got to kind of work with me. You have to kind of follow along with what I'm saying. Um, anyway, that's besides the point. And, and now today, my wife and I, we bought this beautiful home. In fact, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm recording from my office, my home office. And we just moved it down in the basement uh, because obviously my office was upstairs and the baby's on the way. We're super excited about the baby. And so the baby's taking my my old office that was upstairs and I moved down in the basement. But I'm okay with that. Like I mentioned on one of the podcasts that I recorded with my wife, it's a lot cooler down here. So for me, I like it. I have a little bit more privacy. Actually, the office is a little bit uh, bigger down here. I actually have a lot more space. I got new office furniture. I got this cool desk that actually raises and lowers. So if I'm getting tired of sitting because I do have back problems, I can raise it. Um, in fact, my whole office... I actually went wireless. My office is wireless, so I have a MacBook that that shoots wirelessly to my to my ultra wide monitor, and I can just get a lot of multitask done. Um, so I really love hanging down. I put some cool lights in here, so I didn't, you know, I don't want to show them now because you won't be able to. I got to turn off the light off, but I got some cool colorful lights, um, some cool plants. Anyway, that's just that's besides the point. Uh, I'm really happy where my life is heading now. My wife and I. Bought this three-story house. We're totally debt-free besides the house. We have now no credit cards. Um, our our cars are newer. We paid them off within two years. Um, I just don't want to be in debt anymore. I, I'm kind of anti-debt. I'm actually anti, a little bit of anti-IRS. Because not only did I have those four credit cards I mentioned, the credit card with the bank, uh, the tire company, the HVAC for my air conditioner, the window company, but I also owed money to the IRS. 
And I'm very fortunate my mom actually helped bail me out of that one. So she lent me some money because, you know, you don't want to mess with the IRS. So she lent me some money and I just paid her back at 0% interest. So thanks again, mom. Uh, that, that, I appreciate that. And, and so today, you know, what I do now is I want to help people. So we we have, like I mentioned, if you listen to the podcast with my wife as she came on, we have four businesses together today. And two of those are in financial services uh, just because of where my licensing, I have, to, I have to put my licensing. We have two businesses that we, we do that with. And my life's totally different now than it was in, in the late 2000s. Actually, we're in the late... You know, this is actually no. Okay, I just thought about this. this is ten years later. I am ten years later from where I was, from my most embarrassing moment of my life, and it's totally different from where my life is now. And I'm telling you, I'm I'm so much happier than I've ever been, and I just hope nothing but but happiness for you guys that are listening, and be because it's it, for me it's very important to see people succeed and win. I know I talk a lot about entrepreneurship on my podcast or on my social media posts, but that's just because that's what makes me happy. And that's kind of the people that I kind of hang out with a lot. If you are happy, and I've mentioned this before, if you are happy where you work and you're happy with where your life is, then for me, you're reaching success. And I say, continue that. And so, again, I want to be very transparent with everybody to give kind of the timelines of my history and my story. And I probably missed some things, too. It's a long story. I don't want to tell you guys everything. Uh, But I wanted to share these moments with you because, again, it was brought out last week. And I said, I need to let everyone know if, if I'm going to invite you guys into my world, you see my life through social media, through my podcast, through my YouTube channel. And I just want to be upfront with everybody and let everyone know, you know, not every not everything in my life has gone so great. And that's okay. And if you're going through a slump, that's okay. You need someone to talk to. Hey, I'm here. Feel free to reach out to me and I'll be more than happy to listen. So again, I want to thank all you guys for listening or watching my podcast, it truly means a lot to me. Um, I also have another podcast with my brother where we talk about a lot of other fun topics. It's called Buko Boys. If you didn't know, Buko is a young coconut, and that's the Filipino word for it. It's very delicious, (laughs) and I love it. So that's why we call ourselves the Buko Boys. And that's just a fun, fun podcast. That's just a fun little hobby that that I have. So, so just so you guys know, that's a fun hobby that I have. Some other fun hobbies that I enjoy is hanging out with my family, going to movies, uh, being outdoors. I don't do as much outdoors as I used to. That's for sure. Especially with how busy my schedule gets, it's it's hard to disconnect sometimes. And I need to do it more. I know that. That's for sure. And another big thing that I'm really fun that I find really fun is paranormal investigating. I love researching the paranormal, whether it's ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot. Uh, that's fun for me. I don't know if I say they're real or not real, and maybe that's why I find it very fun. I'm looking for the answers myself. So anyway, if I'm being full transparent, that's kind of me. I want to let me share you with you guys what I like. Uh, I'm also a little bit of a foodie. I love food. I love trying different food. I'm not scared to try any food. Uh, I'm up for it. And Again, thanks so much, guys. 
I appreciate you guys. I think I'm, I don't even know when I started this podcast, but I think I'm getting close to one year coming up. Anyway, great guests lined up. We're just, we're just coordinating times. I've got some great guests and I'm excited to share that with you guys. So thanks so much for listening. Love you guys. Take care.